Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm here with Part 2 of my two-part interview with Kirk Harris, Chief Privacy Officer at Nationwide Insurance Companies. Here we talk about what he has done to protect privacy, and we look at some of today's top privacy risks. Let's get back now to my conversation with Kirk Harris. You talked about encrypting your laptops. What else have you done to improve how you protect privacy at Nationwide? Well, you know, it, there's a cultural transformation that, that you have to go through. Any organization has to go through it. You'll, you'll generally find that, that your employees, and it, it is at the end of the day your employees, your employees are going to do the right thing. And interestingly enough, often you'll find that they'll be too conservative um, with the way they treat data, which then ultimately hurts the business and maybe even the customer. So you've got to train them. You've got to train them and do lots of education and awareness activities um, to, you know, sort of build a, a, a unified policy around around how data should or shouldn't be used, and then what the, you know, what the appropriate and inappropriate uses and practices are. Sometimes you tailor it to the specific business unit. So if it's a, you know, if the business unit is a is a HIPAA covered entity, you're going to have you're going to have some additional restrictions around how data can and can't be used than in a uh, than in the business unit that it might be under uh, uh, more general uh, privacy and security requirements. GLB is sort of a general statute. It says you have to protect data and you have to protect the privacy, you know, and they let you do it, you know, under a reasonableness standard. So you, you're permitted a lot more flexibility under with financial data than you are with with health data. We also, you know, we also have Im implemented a lots of, of, of technical solutions. We, we, we monitor, you know, we monitor what goes in and out of here on email. We, we, we monitor logs to see who's accessing what data and, and, and whether or not, you know, it's within their sort of uh, role and whether or not, uh, you know, they're exceeding their role. Um, we do it through through people. I mean, my office has um, just the people who are devoted purely to privacy. I mean, we've gone from myself in the year 2000 as a project sort of lead over a very large team to um, I've got nine people that, are, that that help me just with the privacy law and management uh, and activities, and then an additional uh, an additional nine or initial eight or so that that helped me in uh, in the IT and the uh, the contract management space which which quite frankly has a has a large privacy and security component to it as well but uh, so the people have you know getting more people has helped you know there was there were only a handful of security people in, in all of nationwide that just did pure security in you know 1999 um, on the on the Sort of as this whole space was being born, and there's now well over a hundred at Nationwide that do nothing but information risk management and information security, um, and then processes. Right, you just you've got to constantly be looking at your processes, and when you do make a mistake, even if it's small, you you do root cause analysis and you improve your processes. I mean, I. You, you can't again. It gets back to sort of preparation and planning. You, you you can't prepare and plan enough, and 
you know, even if a process hasn't, you know, even if a process looks to be working well, you know, you should still put sort of a shine a light on it and give it some scrutiny to make sure you can't you can't do it better. And we've just got a very good we've got a very good way of of doing that. And so it really comes down to sort of process and people and technology and in its evolution over the last decade. Now I know you're active in the profession, not just within your own industry and role. What do you see as some of today's top privacy risk to organizations of all types? Right. Well it probably is gonna sound rather passe, but I mean mobile technology concerns me. I, mobile technology the controls around it have not kept pace. It's a, it's basically a it's basically a retail technology that people are trying to use in an enterprise way. Um, I don't think many of the personal users, so people who are using, you know, smartphone technology, you know, to do their banking and such, I don't think a lot of people truly understand the, the information security and, and privacy risks inherent in that if they don't if they don't have certain applications um, on their on their smartphones, the whole iPad and I've got one, so I mean I'm not uh, I like iPads, but the the whole iPad um, issue and the fact that you know Apple technology just is not has not been created, and they don't pretend to be that has not been created for an enterprise for an enterprise as an enterprise solution. It's very hard to uh, to protect it. As of, as of right now, there's, there's very few ways to, you know, to manage and, and protect data on on a lot of the tablets that are out there today. Now it, it, it's improving, and in probably you know 12 to 18 months, we'll have a whole suite. I think the market will respond. We'll have a whole suite of applications and, and software that uh, that will help us manage this better. But in you know May of 2011, it's kind of a wild, wild west. The cloud. I mean, I you know, I again, I sort of this convergence of my roles in the IT space and the information risk space. I see, you know, I see our IT people as well as I talk to my peers, and they're seeing their IT people um, either rush to the cloud or begin to seriously investigate, you know software as a service or platform as a service or infrastructure as a service and to get out there and to try to figure a way of of cutting their IT costs while also, you know, being able to maybe perform better. And it's 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 difficult in um, sort of multi tenant environments um, to from a as a financial service company, which is at our root what we are very very difficult to get the sort of contractual protections in a contract that you need to assuage your regulators that you're actually doing what you need to do under the law to safeguard your customer information. So there's still a huge gap between what cloud providers are willing to, even if they can, is a huge gap between what cloud providers are willing to sort of contractually stand behind from a liability perspective and what their customers, particularly regulated customers, 
are demanding of them. And, and it, it really does come down, if you talk to anybody who's in this space, it comes down to the, the, the very last provision that's fought over in all these contracts is, is the indemnification for breaches. <laughs> and it is, it gets ugly. And and I can tell you that you know, it, having having gone through a few of these, that um, uh, neither party is ever is ever truly uh, happy with the outcome. Which probably means you've you've reached a perfect compromise if neither party is satisfied. Um, but those are the, those are the two biggest. You know, I I'm not as jazzed about behavioral advertising and you know uh, tracking my 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 clicks on uh, on uh, on the, the internet. Uh, I I know that some people are, and and I think they have valid reasons. And you know, I I know that going on that that my you know, that my my web browsing is going to be tracked generally to improve my web browsing. Uh, experience and it's also for the most part free where it wouldn't be free if uh, if this data was not available to advertisers monetizing the web becomes much more difficult and I, I don't think people truly understand and I'm not quite sure at the end of the day what the harm is um, you know people want to you know know that I'm interested in Jeeps because I have a Jeep and like the off-road and are beaming me advertisements around off-road vacations and jeeping and outdoor activities sort of stuff. I, I'm still looking for the sort of where's the beef, where's the harm in, in, in all this. Um, mobile tracking on uh, through phones might be a little more problematic, I think, particularly from a sort of a, a you know, civil rights sort of uh, perspective. Uh, I think that uh, uh, sort of the libertarian in me has some issues with that. Because uh, um, but that's probably more of 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 my inherent distrust of government. (laughs) (laughs) So those are those are the ones that I think are are the the big ones today. I I think the the rest of them we've all. I think most of us are getting very weary of 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 stories about breaches. Um, Again, it's almost like it's getting to be almost like the car wreck, right? I mean. you, you you've, you've got a rubberneck while you go by, but then you forget about it as soon as you do. And um, Kirk, you hinted at this some earlier, talking about your your organization. What can you tell us about the makeup and the readiness of your breach response plan and your team? Well, we're very well prepared. I mean, I you can't ever prepare enough. So we, in addition to the things I, I talked about earlier, we. Uh, we do tabletop exercises at least a couple times a year and try to come up with some pretty wild, uh, you know, wild uh, breach scenarios and then, you know, call together a team of people to um, to try to respond to them and, and, and go through a, a written sort of debrief afterwards and, and hold each other accountable or take each other to task if we don't think that, that, that we did it fast enough or well enough. Try to see, you know, did we actually include everybody that we should have included? Uh, we we do um, ongoing training of of the team members, and it's, we run it sort of like a like a fire department uh, or emergency response emergency preparedness department in the sense that, you know, I mean, you you don't need you know you don't want to build a fire department after the house is on fire, 
you you want to have it in place and prepared and trained and ready to roll you know when the alarm goes off so that's really that's really how we've we've approached this thing it's you know the 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 time that you will need it is is you know the, the time when um you're probably you know well the time when, when you actually need it you 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 want to be prepared and you don't want to be ill prepared so that we we're constantly training and and uh and making the process better just a final question for you, Kirk. If you could advise organizations that are looking to improve their privacy management in the event of a breach, what are the one or two pieces of advice you'd give to them? Well, put it down in writing first of all. So, I mean, you can't uh, you can't you can't prepare for you know for this unless you plan. And part of the planning process is to actually write it down. You know, write down. In, 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 you can start out in our, our first emergency response policy in 2005 probably wasn't more than four pages long and there were big margins but we laid out sort of a a, a plan of, of what we wanted to accomplish what we wanted our instant response process to do um, and then since then it has burgeoned into a document that probably you know is is in the 50 or 60 pages long and in, in is getting quite granular in some respects so you you've got to continually you know plan and then prepare and by prepare as i said you go go through your your tabletop exercises uh, figure out what's going right what's going wrong uh, identify all of the roles that need to be resident uh, and prepared to lend a hand, and they they don't all have to be involved in every in every investigation. If you have an external vendor breach, obviously your HR people probably wouldn't be involved. Your internal investigation people wouldn't involve. Um, you know, something I didn't mention earlier. I mean, have a have a good have a good outreach to, with local law enforcement uh, or even the, the local uh, the local unit of the FBI is a phenomenal resource. In these, uh, to have literally, in, you know, in your Rolodex, um, in your contact list, to have, to have at hand and have a relationship with, they often will come in and be more than happy to come in and talk to your 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 you know your teams in, in an offsite or um, about about how they can help you. And, and their cyber, their cyber fraud guys are are top notch, very smart people. They're not out to get you. And they're there to help you uh, in, in the event you you need them. And then you know, train your people, train your people, train your people. You can't train enough. Have somebody who's formally responsible and accountable to keep the process alive. So, yeah, at the top of the pyramid, uh, I sit there, but I've got the person on my team who is formally responsible for managing my incident response process and does a darn good job at it. And then when you you know when you train or when you're rolling out and you're actually doing investigations, you know, go back and debrief, do root cause analysis, figure out what went right and what went wrong, and then fix the things that didn't go so well, and be you know be honest with yourselves and fix the things that don't go well, and then look at the things that are still going right, and you know, ask everybody could we could we do it better. You know, yes, it worked, but you know, is there something that, from the time that we put this in place till now, some 
piece of technology or or or, or some process that has that was not around two or three years ago that'll make this thing flow better. And then Kirk. hope you don't need to, and then hope you don't need to use it. There you go, Kirk. Thanks so much for your time and your insight today. I appreciate your your thoughts. Oh, you're more than welcome. It was, uh, it was fun. We've been talking about managing privacy. We've been talking with Kirk Harrod, Chief Privacy Officer at Nationwide Insurance Companies. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.